today, families with children will receive monthly payments from the Biden administration starting in July. And a Space Force commanding officer was reportedly fired after criticizing Marxism and critical race theory in the military. We have got a lot coming up this Monday, and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Happy Monday, I guess, if you can say that. It's a Monday. I'll, I'll start there. Uh, I am joined today by Blaze TV contributor Eric July, mm -hmm. back in the house. Thanks for being here. Uh, also joined by the one and only Stuber Gear, host of Stu Does America, which can be found on Blaze TV, also on YouTube. So don't forget to subscribe to Stu Does America. I think if you type in Stu, it's like the first one. That it's right be there. there. Don't miss There's it. There's not many Stu's. <laughs> no, people don't like that name. <laughs> They stopped naming their kids that. Well, because uh, so. they heard that that's what your name was. That's like, kind of what started like, it, yes. We don't like <laughs> that name. All right. Uh, so parents with children who qualify for Joe Biden's expanded child tax credit will begin to receive their monthly payments on July 15th. So... This is part of the um, the uh, COVID-19 stimulus package um, and about 39 million U.S. households. This is the, which house 88 percent of the children in the United States. So overwhelmingly uh, will begin receiving monthly payments from the federal government. This is with no strings attached. Um, now, under Biden's plan, the maximum child tax credit in 2021 was increased to 3,600 for children under the age of six and to 3,000 per child for kids between six and 17. The tax credit will be paid monthly in advance uh, instead of when families file for their taxes. Um, I just, here's the thing. Like, I feel like as a working mom who was hit by COVID and when I say hit by COVID, I mean I pulled my child out of school and homeschooled him. I feel like I can speak maybe as a person who like this is, I, I, I'm affected by this. And I would just like to say, I'm good if you just like, I just don't want to pay the taxes towards the schools. If you could just, just, just exempt me from that, I don't need the tax credit. I don't need it. I just, I, I, no, thank you. Just, I just don't want to pay at the end of the year or at the beginning of the year. I don't want that bill to show up with all of the taxes that I have to pay for the school district for a bunch of teachers who sat around on their lazy asses. Yeah, wouldn't that be fantastic if you could just keep your keep your money mm. instead of it being stolen from you mm -hmm. and then redistributed? And sometimes you, well, they word it in a way that you get it back, but quite often that's not how it works. They dipped into a pool of money that isn't there, and then they paid you with that. Now, I was looking into this and I was uh, trying to figure out who all is going to be eligible for it. And it does seem a significant portion of the population um, is going to be eligible for it. But unfortunately, regardless of whether or not you actually uh, worked it yourself. So if that was your money, which, again, that's not really how taxation uh, in, in this country works anyway. But let's assume if it was the best case scenario, you would dip it into your own pocket. Like the government just stole your money, they put it in this little safe and you yeah. just reached in and, and got it because it was yours. Like they say Social Security works, but that's not how that works either. Right. Then you would at least have something to run on. But that's not generally the case. What this is, is it speaks more to the, I guess, the wealth redistribution in terms of like the, the, the welfare state is not just tied to COVID-19, but generally with everything where you're incentivizing people to 
You know, in this case, you know, you got children. Well, here you go. You're going to get laced up with X amount of money. Now, unfortunately, a lot of brainlets that work with the federal government, they act like that's not not a thing where, you know, from where I'm from, I've seen that so so often where, yes, people do have kids for the sake of the government money that they get that's generally associated with it sometimes it's not in a direct form of a paycheck but sometimes it's in it's in the way of like housing and and, mm. and stuff like that but that's always been the danger of welfare statism is it not it's like so as long as you're at this level you get it you'll get above it or you're not making that requirement then well you don't get access to any of that money but that right there as far as what you suggested which would be the preferential thing mm-hmm. is like okay this was the adjustment i made how about you stop stealing from me mm-hmm. that would be preferable but that's not what they generally want because that would then associate you with you as an individual rather you as a family household and how you actually pay into said system or how much you get stolen from from the system but they don't want that because again a lot of folks wouldn't be able to reap the benefits um, in the event that that was the case so I suggest this all the time like okay how about this I don't my kids not in your school let me just keep the money right. I'm not asking to, to 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 go take my kid to the school and obviously not paying a tax no 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 or, or pay rather paying in the tax no just let me keep the money i'll keep it y'all go run that bad boy into the ground i'm just not gonna pay for it i feel like most people when it comes to their own kids they would rather have that be the situation but unfortunately the government says no you will go that crap school that uh you you know you need to be sending your kid to you need to send them to and if you don't go it doesn't matter we're still going to steal from you and yeah and by the way you're gonna it's going to be double dipping now because you're going to have to pay those taxes and then somebody's paying for so oh yeah it may not be you but somebody's got to pay so they're double dipping here still (laughs) oh god you're depressing me i'm sorry i'm sorry Uh, as a person who spent uh lives in a town with very high uh tax rates for schools does not send their kids to them then pays an additional amount to send them to a different school so they don't have to deal with the school that they're in and then also now is going to pay for other people's tax credits so that they cannot send their kids to the school i don't want to send my kids to this is a lot of fun i mean it's working out really well it seems very efficient yeah honestly (laughs) although i will say yeah Yeah. luckily the cure to covid19 is cash we found out apparently the only way to get rid of it is to spend unlimited amounts of money uh on God only knows what that has nothing to do with COVID-19. You know, as you point out, like there have been, this has been a weird year, right? And like some of the stuff is really difficult. We've had businesses closed down. You know, I went by a movie theater near our house uh, today that closed down and like all those, those coming soon posters are just all blank. And it just sucks, man. This has sucked so badly. But like, I think the American people, even on the conservative and somewhat to the libertarian side, even have said, like, look, we get that you had you, these businesses closed and the government forced them and we're, 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 we'll allow a little more than we're comfortable with here. Right, Like it shouldn't have happened, but right. it did. But it did. So, so what are we going to do to these people right. who got screwed? Yeah. And I think that's a legitimate way of looking at it. And, you know, I think when you look at these programs, I don't like them, obviously. Um, you know, but I mean, it's also we have to. <laughs> You know, I mean, even no less a figure than Ayn Rand took money from the government when the the laws benefited her. And I think the justification is simple in that, like, you got to deal with all the crappy rules they make. If one's going to benefit you, there's no shame in taking it. However, freaking change it, right? Like, I want this stuff. I do want it to be changed. I can understand why they're... You could, fu- you could make arguments, I think, with people for targeted um, uh, government safety nets at this point. Yeah. But like these broad based 88 percent of all parents in a in an economy that is 
back largely, right? right? Yeah. We're at a point where we've come a long way back. The, the states that have decided not even to be aggressive, like a Florida or even, you know, at some level of Texas, but like even the states that were like moderate, you know, kind of open up later, they're even back now. We're only waiting for the Cuomo's and Gavin Newsom's of the world here. That's it. And, and, and even those states wound up getting the same amount of tax revenue or more than they got before the pandemic. So like this is just it's just, you know, scattershot of cash. And we can see how much of this, I think, by the design of this program has nothing to do with COVID. Mm-hmm. If you want to have a tax credit because of COVID, OK, you can make that argument. You know, and I'll, I'll probably whine about it a lot, you know, but they don't care if I whine about it. However, <laughs> they don't? You, no, they don't care at all. Huh. I've noticed that the Biden administration does not seem <laughs> to care weird. what I whine about. They don't change anything that Golly. I say. It's so weird. Um, <laughs> but when you're prepaying it. You are uh, priming this for a universal basic income type of thing where the government looks at this. This is one of the there's there are actually some libertarian uh, economists out there who have suggested, what if we just get rid of all of these programs and we'll just send you some cash and you do what you want with it? Right. Like, so we don't have to have all the bureaucracy. Mm -hmm. We'll just simplify it all. We realize we're not getting rid of the welfare state. Let's just simplify it. Give people cash. Let them do what they want. And uh, there's things to like about that. Right. You probably would certainly save a lot of money. On the other hand, though. There's that government dependence, and I, it's it's. I don't like. This is one of the reasons I didn't like. What was that? Uh, ta- the fair tax uh, thing, which was like a national sales tax. Mm-hmm. One of the things they did was, you know, sort of every single citizen gets a check from the government every month as part of that program. And and when you get the government, like when you're relying on that, it's hard to get rid of. And I feel like what the the left is doing. And if I was going to give them credit, I would say smartly. Right, yeah. for their f- way of doing business is to use this crisis yes. and get people used to a, f- a steady stream of cash coming into them so that these policies are, are things they're not going to be able to rip out when it's over. Well, and I mean, we saw that. Uh, I, the most recent example I can think of just fr- from my line of work is Obamacare, that once they started getting these people, you know, uh, they were able to get an insurance plan with no pre-existing conditions, all of these things. Then when you talk about repealing it, their messaging was always, well, the, they want to take health care away from all of these people. They want people to die in the streets. I can't believe these Republicans. They just want people to die. They don't want you to be able to go see a doctor. And at the same time, Stu, to your point that all of this is happening, the Biden administration is already pushing his American Families Plan, which is another $1.8 trillion. And that would actually expand this child tax credit through 2025. And then, of course, two years of free community college, free pre-K education, federally funded uh, paid family and medical leave programs, increase Obamacare subsidies because it worked so well the first time they need to add to it. Um, so, I mean, we already see them kind of moving and shifting the goalposts now that they've gotten this. It would be very easy for them, uh, as Stu was saying, to just be like, well, what do you want to take this money away from these parents? They're using it to, what do you want to rip the food out of these kids' mouths? I mean, you can't well, you just hear the talking points that's already? How you get you, that's how they get you, and this is why I'm, I'm, I know, albeit maybe angrier than what a lot of people would like me to be, but I'm always talking about holding that line in the event that you're, you're facing some sort of crisis, manufactured or, or not. Yeah. You have to remain principled because what you do is you leave the door open for just like that. If anything, we don't even have to go back to Obamacare. We can just look at the last year. That's the utter failure of uh, universal basic income. Mm -hmm. You saw uh, with the recent jobs numbers where you had folks that, I mean, you got these businesses which can't hire people, not because they aren't willing, because people aren't working or they don't want to work. 
Montana, states as such have to say, all right, we're not participating in, 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 in sort of the federal unemployment uh, benefits anymore because it's, it's, it's having this impact on our economy. Well, that's what you do. And the, word, the way that I continue to word it is that you're incentivizing bad behavior. You're paying for it. So you say, doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter if you're a producer. doesn't matter if you're productive. We're going to give you money. And they get it. You think that every single individual is going to be determined enough to be able to, all right, well, I got that money. Let me go and continue to work. No. A lot of people are like, oh, I didn't have to do anything for it. And it's going to pay for this, this and that. Why would I need to be productive? So that shows you the utter failure. But it also shows why you can't give these guys an inch because that's what happens. It takes it's no such thing as this temporary government program, just like it didn't even take long with Obamacare. You get like eight months of it and you're like, wait a minute, we need to go back on it. They say exactly that. Well, you're going to take X and O from this person and that type of person. You're going to kill this person off and all that because what they have, they got you is a trap. It always is. And now you're dependent on that. And and to be fair, some people actually are dependent on that, whether they put themselves in that situation or they got there involuntarily. Two different subjects. But let's say they're there regardless. Of course, it's going to be harder to pull that back because they say, well, this person is not dependent. So why you have to you have to hold the line. Even when it's difficult, you have to say, no, no, no. Get the hell out of the way. Yeah. Last words, Joe. I would just agree. And, 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 you know, I've seen I've seen specific examples of this when it comes to the government extra employment. I mean, I know people who came back and like had a job that they didn't love, you know, and didn't weren't like thrilled with wasn't really a career for them. It was just a job. And, you know, they they made enough money to get by, but not enough money to excel. And they thought to myself, well, I can work 40 hours a week to, to take a two hundred dollar pay cut or a three hundred dollar pay cut. Or I can do nothing and have the government give me that money and I can do something that I want to do. Mm. And like, look, you you set up the incentives and people make decisions based on their their own uh, self-interest. And it's it's honestly a rational choice. Why would you go bust your ass yeah. and then have to find maybe child care for your kids um, or who knows what else? A, a dog walker for your dogs, all the expenses that come along with working, the gas and everything else. Why would you do that to make less money? There's no person on earth who would make that choice. It's, it's hard to blame anybody for doing it. And at the end of the day, if you want people, if you want this to come back to what we all want it to be, which in theory is, is normal, whatever that, whatever that was, I can't barely remember it. But if we want to get back to that time, you have to allow the American people to go back to work and do their thing. And you can't incentivize them and pay them not to. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, maybe there was a time for a little bit of this, maybe way back, like a year plus ago. But now we're, it's just we're to the point of absurdity. Yeah. All right. We've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Bambi. So we're talking about all of these businesses getting back to work. Uh, If you are a small business owner, an entrepreneur, you realize that um, HR issues can totally kill your business. You can have uh, wrongful termination suits that you have to be a part of, minimum wage requirements you have to uh, deal with, and labor regulations. There's only about 10 million of those because we're dealing with big government bureaucracy. By the way, HR manager salaries are not cheap. They're like $70,000 a year on average. Okay, so Bambi, it's B-A-M-B-E-E, was created specifically for you the entrepreneur. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, maintain your compliance, all for $99. Uh, 
a month. Now, I'm not great at math, but I believe that $99 a month is actually way cheaper than $70,000 a year. All right, they're going to change your HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. They have an HR manager that's available by phone, email, or real-time chat. They can do onboarding. They can do terminations. They will customize your policies to fit your business and manage your day-to-day. $99 a month, you guys. It is month-to-month. There are no hidden fees. You can cancel anytime, but you're not going to because you are going to love it. All right, you can go to Bambi dot com slash matters right now schedule your free hr audit it is bambi b-a-m-b-e-e dot com slash matters schedule your free hr audit Supreme Court has agreed to hear arguments in an abortion case out of Mississippi that pro-life proponents hope could result in some sort of rollback of abortion rights that were established with Roe v. Wade. Uh, This was announced in an order today that it would take up the dispute. It is called Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. And the case concerns an abortion law passed in Mississippi in 2018 that prohibits abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy with some exceptions. Now, this law had been blocked by lower courts, the Fifth Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, um, which obviously cited the Supreme Court precedent that is currently in place. Um, And uh, the court's decision is uh, it should happen beginning in October is when the term starts. So they should hear this case in the fall and a ruling can be expected by the summer of 2022. So ruling not happening anytime soon. Um, There are a lot of left-leaning activists who have believed and would have you believe that Donald Trump's uh, nominees to the Supreme Court we're going to overturn Roe v. Ray, Roe v. Wade. There were going to—it's always people dying in the streets, right? It's like time, there were going to be women dying yeah. in the streets Every this time, time around. Man. It's always people dying in the people streets, which is weird because I don't typically see that when I walk around any city. Um, but uh, it's—I don't know that I have total confidence in the Supreme Court <laughs> to undo something like that. I—I just—I don't see this. Definitely I don't see this being, issue. and yeah, I, do, I don't see them changing anything. Yeah. I wish that, uh, again, I'd love it if they would, but I don't have much faith in, in that. Yeah, that's, um, I think, unfortunately, where we're at with this country, I don't know if, I don't want to say that the opinion on, on abortion has shifted to where people just accept it as is. I, I wouldn't say that. But certainly when it comes to the higher courts uh, uh, system, it's like they're pretty firm on this idea that, and now the weird it gets weird when they start pushing that term like when it's an appropriate thing like you know okay well, well right like viability i mean is is what this case hinges right, on right, right? because exactly. now the technology is better that you could say okay well maybe the there's the fetus could survive um obviously way more likely to for a fetus to survive than back in what the right. 70s whenever this happened so exactly um, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, that, that, that's exactly where I, where I was going with that. So the, the bizarre thing, I guess, is not just the term being con- constantly whether they're going to shift that post, move it back, move it, move it forward. Like, OK, when is an appropriate time to, uh, let's say, have an illegal legal abortion? What are those? stipulations as far as when is the exception when can that be made um let them tell it 
all of them are are the, are of the the exception. Everybody is the the, the mother's health hinges on, on on this, and if she does have the have the kid, she's gonna die versus not. Unfortunately, that, that that's not the reality of the situation. Oh. But they control the conversation, yeah. so who cares? That's basically what we have to accept it as. And yeah, you get women's uh, rights organizations, and you, if for those, I'm, I'm gonna lecture you, Sarah, just on this. <laughs> I, know yeah, you you. I know you don't understand it. That all the only women's <laughs> rights that exist are your right to have an abortion. Apparently. That's, that's, that's it. That's what it means to be a woman is yeah. to have an abortion. Anything outside of that is is, is women's rights would stand. It's just you need to be able to have an abortion uh-huh. and those are your women's rights. That's how that works and uh, we'll see what the courts have which to say is, about it. Which is weird because I feel like as a mother I feel like a big part of being a woman is like trying to keep the baby alive. Interesting. Mm. I do. I don't know. I mean, right. I, maybe I'm just like one of those really overprotective mothers. So, so, so yeah. maybe Helicopter that's just mom. that coming mm-hmm. out, right? <laughs> but I feel like it's very, very uh, con- contradictory to the whole idea of being a woman, uh, being <laughs> Yeah, no, it does seem yeah. that. It's an interesting yeah. take. Uh, this is called, take. Uh, yeah, this is called uh, <laughs> Very, Very Insightful Opinions by Sarah Gonzalez. Wow, that's a powerful yeah. segment. We yeah. actually did do this. <laughs> Um, I when I heard this news today that the Supreme Court was going to take up the whole abortion issue, I had the same feeling that I have when I walk into a midnight movie theater showing of a new Star Wars movie. Like I'm really excited, but it's probably going to suck. In the end, it's going to be disappointing. I'm going to feel let down. That's probably it. I mean, it, it is one of those things where um, I would be very disappointed. If we went through, um, you know, the Trump administration with three new justices that I are much closer to what I want to be a Supreme Court justice than what the left would, would put in there, and they they don't challenge this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little I'm, I'm interested in the fact that they picked Mississippi, as you point out. Fifteen weeks yeah. is the de- like, there are rules all over the country that have been passed for twenty weeks, higher, which yeah. you'd think would be an easier standard yep. um, if you wanted to move in a pro-life direction. Um, so I don't know if that means anything. Maybe this case is uniquely uh, a good one for, for the pro-life cause. But a part of me also thinks, you know, look, we, we see John Roberts and, and I don't have, I mean, legitimately, there's no chance that John Roberts votes to overturn no. Roe versus Wade or anything close to it. No. That is not going to happen. He is lost. He's already on the left on that issue. So the question comes down what to really... What is he not on the left on? Right, I know. So. I, uh, <laughs> there might be something, but it's very rare. Uh, but you, like, I, there's a, a new profile of uh, Justice Kavanaugh by McKay Coppins in The Atlantic that came out, I think, uh, late last week. And it, so it, 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 Well, you know... <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I am nervous with Kavanaugh. Yeah. Kavanaugh is I it, throughout. There's just litany of he's he's teamed up with Justice Robert mm-hmm. Roberts. They're together all the time. It seems like the guy he's really emulating. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants to get back into polite society. So he really cares about what The New York Times thinks of him. Now, look, we don't know this for a fact. We don't know where he'll go. I'm nervous about Kavanaugh, though, being mm-hmm. a long term conservative. Um, <laughs> and he's just one. There's I mean, you have uh, Clarence Thomas. You have Alito. You got to. Outside of those two, I don't know what happens with the court anymore. And you know, I swear Republicans could name 25 justices and not get five of them to vote the right way. Uh, okay, but I want to go back to Kavanaugh for a second because I do think it is interesting. I I, I read part of what your, uh, the, was it McKay Coppins? Yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure who wrote yeah. it. But I read part of that, um, specifically the part about how he wanted to emulate um, <laughs> Roberts. And But you mentioned that he you know wants to go back to a polite society and all of these things. And it's like, if I'm him and I was treated the way that mm-hmm. he was treated from places like the New York Times, from all these places, I'd be like, screw you. Yeah. I am voting conservative 
over and over and over. And I get it that like that's not, you know, his job is to rule in favor of the Constitution. But I think you can easily do that and still be on the conservative side every single time. So it's just bizarre to me that he's developed yeah. this weird like Stockholm syndrome. With yeah. These people. Yeah. You know, that's a lot. There's a lot of that in the piece. It's kind of like the focus is that's what conservatives want, right? Like, I mean, you could look at that, and I don't think this is necessarily true with Clarence Thomas, but like, you could look at that, like, they abused him so badly in his hearings that he was like, screw it. Yeah. Now, I think Clarence Thomas, honestly, would just said screw it no matter what happened. Right. Because he just cares about the Constitution. But like, Kavanaugh is a different animal. Like, they said, they talk about Clarence Thomas Alito. They don't care what the New York Times says, they just say, screw it, we're going to do what we want to do. Roberts is different, you know, and they say Kavanaugh is the same breed of a person who, 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 while conservative, lived in polite society in Georgetown and, and, right. and like hobnobbed with all the left wing people and the left wing people would take him out to dinner and they'd have a good conversation. They'd all realize that they're all smart and they have some differences. But, you know, we all live in the same civilized society. Right, guys. And he likes that. You know, the, the frat boy thing was sort of played up in, uh, you know, he drinks too much and, and, you know, who knows what happened back in the day. And a lot of that was 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 nonsensical. But the piece sort of uh, portrays that as like, it's not that he, they don't say that he was drinking and abusing people, but he likes to have a beer with you. He likes to be the guy that hangs out with you, like who, who can who can who can have a bunch of friends and everyone can mm. go and laugh whether they have political differences or not. And so he's a people pleaser in that way. And that's a dangerous thing. That's the last thing I want out of a Supreme Court justice. I want the guy who's going to sit there in the corner and be the only vote on every single bill if he thinks the Constitution says he should. I want him to be a shut in if he has to, to avoid any of those outside influences. And unfortunately, these are not robots. They're people. And these personalities play a big role here. Absolutely. Well, that's that's the nature of, unfortunately, not just that court system, rather, but really everywhere in this country, this moronic idea that these justices or uh, judges sit up there and just rule without any sort of bias or that would be lovely with it not if they were robotic in that regards but unfortunately some people are like that and that was the case that I was making about about this when you know when we were talking about yeah. the whole Kavanaugh situation is that do not think that just because this person is they can say all that all they want but when it when it comes down to it how they rule Generally, it's not objective, unfortunately, for a lot of them. It's, hey, what side, you know, does do I need to go? How are people going to react? And unfortunately, that bleeds in on how they will rule. Ultimately, it's not always objective. By the books, it's about liberty. Wouldn't that be a great thing? If that was the case, it wouldn't be a Supreme Court as far as I'm concerned. All right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Taser. So listen up, uh, especially those of you who may be unfortunately living in places where the government makes it very hard for you to exercise your First Amendment rights. Uh, you got to protect your family. All right. That is your number one priority. Uh, Taser's line of non-lethal self-protection devices are small and lightweight enough to carry with you or in your glove compartment uh, or your purse. Uh, any women out there, they are powerful enough to incapacitate an attacker. They are very safe, easy to use. They use an electrical charge to immobilize attackers for up to 30 seconds. That gives you time to escape. You can go to wherever you need to get to to send emergency dispatch uh, to your GPS location. Now, You know, those of you like we're big Second Amendment advocates here, but I know there are some people, you know, maybe you have an older mom or, you know, a relative who just isn't comfortable handling a firearm. Unfortunately, that is the name of the game sometimes. And like I said, sometimes government makes it very hard for you to own a firearm to protect yourself. 
these people need some sort of self-protection devices. All right, start protecting yourself and your family with Taser today. It is available without a permit in most U.S. states. Uh, you can take advantage of their best offer available. Save $60 on the Pulse Plus bundle. That is a Taser Pulse Plus device, cartridges, and a holster at taser.com. I have one. It is amazing. You can save $60 right now. It is Taser, T-A-S-E-R.com, promo code Y. The U.S. approved a massive $735 million sale in weapons to Israel today. Uh, This, of course, comes as the nation has been battling Palestinian attacks for over a week. Um, Let's see. Secretary of State Blinken tweeted out, spoke today with Egyptian Foreign Minister Shukri to discuss the ongoing violence in Israel, West Bank and Gaza. All parties need to de-escalate tensions. The violence must end immediately. Um, And, you know, we talked about this last week. You were on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, And we watched just the, I know you saw it, Stu, the incredible footage Mm -hmm. that they've been getting from Israel of the Iron Dome intercepting all of these rockets that have just been, I mean, there's just a constant barrage of rockets being fired at them. Um, But Eric, I know you brought up the point last time we talked about this, that the U.S. is kind of funding both yep. sides of the conflict that yep. kind of creates a, a an issue. All, it almost all like it's crazy how that works when you fund <laughs> both both sides of, of wars. You get more conflict. It's almost like they have something to gain from it. This this has been a very fascinating thing for me to watch play out. I'm gonna just just side, I'm not gonna sidestep kind of the point there, but as far as it pertains to publicly, the Democrats, the AOCs of the world, definitely those newer cats, they have a voice now and they're really kind of i don't want to say anti-israel that sounds kind i mean of corny. i'd, I'd you say, would say they're that? anti-israel right. you would say that <laughs> yeah see my thing is is that they have at least applied a, a like pressure because i guess biden comes from a different school uh of of, of thought as it pertains to uh, international conflict mm-hmm. certainly mm-hmm. as it, as it, it pertains to uh excuse me Israel. So it's going to be interesting to see that whole conflict and how that plays out because they've already come out. I was watching Ayanna Presley the other day talk about, you know, she's basically oh, Israel bad. We can't be doing this. We can't be doing that. And, you know, we know AOC has been pretty much echo the same sentiment. And I, that's a more neutral, what the, what the Secretary of State is saying, more neutral standpoint of, okay, y'all need to de-escalate th- this situation so that, you know, we don't have all of this conflict. But I really don't, and I'm I'm just going to be as objective as I possibly can here. I don't know what the solution is, believe it or not, because it's always, like I said on last week's show, chicken first, egg first, I don't know. Because no matter who it is that you ask, doesn't matter if you're you're there or here, who started the conflict, I think at this point, is irrelevant because the conflict is still the conflict. And I don't want to get so tied up into... Well, they had a right. This Palestinians have a right to exist. Well, we're where we're at right now. What is the actual solution? Because that conflict is still a thing. And we know America has been been, been in the year. It's funny talking talk about Egypt again. But America has been in the ear of, of, of both sides. Remember that leaked information uh, that uh, whatever her what's the press secretary Saki. Oh, yeah. And she <laughs> completely said we're not going to we're not going to talk about the leaked information yeah. that that came out where they were. I think it was Iran that they were discussing. Well, Israel's trying to attack you and all this mm. playing both sides yeah. what the American yeah. uh, government loves to do the federal government loves to do 
I don't honestly know what the solution is going to be out of it, but it's going to be more interesting to see that conflict within, let's say, that Democratic Party. Where is Biden going to be on this situation? Because this is ultimately what his actual job is, you know, being the commander in chief. Not that other stuff that he does. This is, <laughs> this is where it's at. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because, you know, we went through a period with Trump in which it was very clear what, you know, that he he saw Israel as an ally mm -hmm. and he was going to absolutely side with Israel and their right to defend themselves. Mm -hmm. um, we had a flare up in 2014. Then we kind of a sudden an odd uh, cooling off period for four years. And then here we are again with uh, with another conflict, you know, with it rising up. As you point out, it's always been going on. But like. You could go back and, and chicken and egg this thing back, you know, hundreds and thousands of years. Yep. The, the current state of affairs was that both sides were existing and pretty much couldn't stand each other, but weren't actively firing rockets at each other. Right. And that was broken by Hamas firing rockets. Yes. Okay. And, you know, we can go back and I think like there's you could talk, you know, you might be uh, look at this and say, well, Israel did something wrong in 1967 or whatever. We're here. Yeah. That's we're here. exactly yeah. what we, the conversation that we have to have. <laughs> yeah, yes, we're, we're here. here. And, like, you can't just start firing rockets at a civilian population. Yeah. You just can't do it. Especially when the other side of the, of the uh, um, argument here has the Iron Dome, so it's going to block 80 or 90 percent of yeah. them, and then has much su far superior firepower to come back and do damage to you, which of course, as we've seen, they have done with a, a relative amount of precision. But of course, you know, these things aren't always pretty. I think with that knowledge, if you're Hamas, there's obviously just crazy people who want to kill Jews for, you know, at any cost. But there's also a testing going on here. There's a there's a there's a, a way of testing. Is it, what is it, what is the Biden administration going to do? Yes. Are they going to stand with Israel? Because I don't know. Are they? We knew Trump was going to do it, but are they going to do it? And I think there, there's a testing going on here. They want to see how we're going to react to it. And like it's been interesting. Like uh, the example that I think is is really interesting is this uh, AP. A building um, uh, where all the media was gathered that they gave notice to and then knocked down saying Hamas was there. Now, AP is saying, like, we don't know what's going on. We've never seen anything. And there's, of course, previous reporting indicating that for quite clearly they knew that there was behavior like uh, from Hamas in this building. But Israel's like, we gave the smoking gun to the, the United States. And look at the way the United States is, is reacting. There's, they're selling weapons to them, right? They're making statements uh, saying, uh, you know, Israel has a right to defend themselves. Like, I think what we have here is a, a situation where that smoking gun was real. Like, they did know that there was something going on in that, uh, in that, in that situation. So, uh, look, I, I don't trust the Biden administration at all. I don't trust their judgment at all. I don't want to see inflammation on either side of this. Um, however, what, a, the AOCs of the world scare me on this stuff. Like, yeah. I, you know, they, they are, I do think that they are, they go above and beyond the normal, like, I don't think Israel is doing the right thing here. I do think there's an anti-Semitic, especially with, yes. with Ilan Omar. It's funny how they can yes. get away with that. Yes. That yeah. was, uh, I was talking about this uh, on, on my show, like, how they can get away with that and it not be seen as this sort of anti-Jewish yeah. position. Yeah. Yet any, I mean, Gina Carano makes one freaking <laughs> yeah, compare, right. and it's like, oh, she's just she just hates the Jews, and all she yeah. did was make a make a comparison as far as how it went down, how that escalated, how that situation came about, and you know, you wonder how does Hitler, how does a guy come into power? That's all she said. So it's always been funny to me that they use that community, that Jewish community, really to further whatever yep. agenda it is that they they want. It's like any other, they could get to say, okay, we're okay with this. And this is an unfortunate thing about what's going on out there is that it's like we look at it 
as if it's a one size fits all and it's pretty and it's in a bowl and there's nobody that has so, no sort of malintentions that mm-hmm. would want to do uh, maybe it's based on their religion maybe it's not but they do want to do bad things to these people it doesn't matter what side of the uh, the aisle that they're on and unfortunately that gets lost when having the conversation because it's like people hate X side usually it's the Amer- whoever the American who they think they're funding uh, more than the other that's the objectively bad one so no matter what if there are actual like terrorists or anything that want to do bad it's kind of how we talk about war it's like it's 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 a unique situation and we'd be doing ourselves a, a, a really a disservice if we don't honestly acknowledge that it's not as black and white that's more of the term that i was looking for as what we like to believe when it comes to not just what's going on with israel and palestine and the palestinians but really what's going on all around uh, as it pertains to the americans playing world world police it's not as black and white yeah last words joe i'll just say look israel can defend themselves they should be able to have that opportunity and they should be able to do it on their own they're really good at it (laughs) they're really freaking good at it so we don't need to be involved in all these things but we also i think can take a a moral stand and say like look there's two things going on here one is a, a recognized terrorist organization firing into israel the other you might not like the proportion of their response you might not like lots of things about what they do you might not like how they handle the situation overall but like it's incomprehensible we would never allow it we would never allow if you know if toronto started firing missiles uh into our country we would never allow it to stand and and while it's not our job to defend them uh it is theirs and they should have that opportunity yeah All right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Omaha Steaks. So you got to get ready for summer because uh, the benevolent overlords of the government have told you guys that you are allowed to, like, gather in backyards (laughs) and have backyard barbecues. Uh, Congratulations, by the way. Great job. Great job, everyone. Your government told you that you're allowed to do that now. uh, And you need Omaha Steaks to get that done. You got to go to omahasteaks.com. This one's a little bit tricky. So you go into the search bar and enter keyword wide. W-H-Y to get the Let's Go Grill package today. You're going to get a great savings. You're also going to get 12 ultra juicy burgers for free. That's like four pounds of free burgers. And these burgers are amazing. My kid asks for them all the time. Everyone's going to love them. To top it off, you're also going to get $20 off on your first order. This includes it all. It's uh, filet mignons, boneless pork chops, a pound of chicken breast, kielbasa sausages, and so much more. We are going to load you up for the summer. Everyone who comes over is going to love you because it's all delicious. All right. And uh, maybe you are the cook you're the grill master of the family. You got to get it. Maybe you're the person like me who likes to eat everything that gets grilled. You're going to love it, too. It's a win-win for everyone. You got to go to omahasteaks.com. Use that code YWHY in the search bar and get those 12 free Omaha Steaks burgers and $20 off at checkout. It is omahasteaks.com. All right, a commander in the Space Force has been fired for comments he made during a podcast appearance where he warned that Marxism is infiltrating the United States military. Uh, this is Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Lohmeyer. He was the commander of the 11th Space Warning Squadron. That sounds so cool. I'm sorry. I can't, like... 
the 11th Space Warning Squadron. <laughs> That's awesome at Buckley Air Force Base in Colorado. Uh, and he apparently he was relieved of his post because he said, hey, Marxism and critical race theory is it's all happening in the military. And uh, he was, of course, promoting his book on this podcast. He had just recently written a book about it. And a Space Force po- spokesperson said this decision was based on public comments made by Lieutenant Colonel Lohmeyer in a recent podcast. Uh, and there is now an investigation on whether these comments constituted prohibited partisan political activity. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel says this was not this was not a, a political activity. Um, this is just you can't have a military that has that's focusing on things like Marxism uh, at ground level. So uh, it's still kind of an ongoing uh, ongoing controversy here. What are your thoughts? Well, so it's funny because a lot of folks looked at that and they said, well, this is proof because of the firing. It's proof that he was correct. I will go as far as they already admitted that themselves, particularly on the latter part when it comes to this whole critical race theory and everything. I mean, if you've been paying attention at all to not just the military folk but you know cias of the world they're really all their uh, ads. going yeah all their ads they're really focusing on this whole diversity element and aspect of like as if that's their strength which fortunately when you find someone else that doesn't even matter um at, at oh, wait all. are you saying that if we're in conflict with another country they don't care if you have two lesbian moms no, that's that's irrelevant that's and irrelevant. are non-cisgender yeah, they don't they, they're not they, going to stop they, and ask yeah, you that no, that's, oh. that's not but no that's so we already knew he was correct uh based on that in itself so yeah. yes maybe him being asked to or demanded to be stepped down from his post is uh, i'd argue that he's probably better suited uh out of that because he probably can say more um if he's not in, in that particular role which has been my argument i mean you're probably way more useful in the private sector anyway but we already knew what this what this was so he, that is the news he also says uh he says that he was given the option to have his book reviewed at the pentagon's pre-publication and security review but was informed that it was not required so, so he was informed that it was switch. not required and <laughs> now he's relieved of his post i guess uh, so. apparently was required <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was not required. Right. right. It's like strongly encouraged, but not required. <laughs> yes. um, it's it's first of all, it's weird because I keep. Am I the only person who has a hard time understanding that space force is real? I know. Like, that's I why can't. I was like, like wait, 11th space warning what? squadron. <laughs> this, like, what? This I is like, so weird. I feel like that was like one of those like ideas, like buying Greenland that Trump just right. threw out there. It was like never really going to happen, and now we actually have happen? a space yeah. force. It's like really there, and people are getting uh, fired because I, it's apparently right. Marxist it's now. So <laughs> that's weird. weird. Um, yeah, look, I mean, I, you know, everything I've heard of this guy seems like he's a really upstanding person and a person who cares about what the military is like uh, on the inside. And we need more people like that to speak out. I mean, I think that that's an important part. Um, you know, usually there are times when when you have to just resign and say, look, this is more important uh, than what we're doing here. Um, it, it does not seem like you know, saying something like you think the military is in danger because of a certain philosophy um, should warrant you losing your gig. You know, I mean, that that does not seem like uh, the right way of handling this, especially when they had the opportunity to do something about the book before it came out. If you want to have there, the military, I think, has a pretty wide berth to make even irrational uh, personnel decisions. You know, like they should do whatever is going to help 
uh, the, you know, their branch the most. They don't ne necessarily need to have our little rules that we have out here in the civilian sector. They should be able to fire people they think are damaging pretty easily. Uh, that being said, this is someone who's standing up to make it a better place, not a, not a worse place. So, I, I mean, obviously, it's Depending a terrible... Depending on who you ask. Yeah. yeah, right. I know. And that's the thing. Uh, by the way, his book is called Irresistible Revolution, Marxism's Goal of Conquest and the Unmasking of the American Military. I think it's available on Amazon. we got to take a break. Back in a minute. You almost seem like you wanted people to buy it. Like I just I said it. That's what it seemed like. I don't know. All right, don't forget, you, yes, you, I'm talking to you, the one who's watching on YouTube or Facebook or Blaze TV, wherever you are watching this podcast, make sure that you go over to wherever you get your audio podcast, subscribe, rate, and review the news and why it matters. It will help more people be able to find this show and then less people who have to resort to listening to uh, Potato Head Brian Stelter and people like that. We don't want people listening to CNN, all right? They need to get the real news. Also, if you write a nice review, we may read it on air like the one today from Nana2014, Sheila, Shelia. Uh, she, okay, so Nana has given us some presidential pair-ups. <laughs> all right, so uh, DeSantis, and then with, with President Trump as vice president, okay? Vernon Jones, president with Tim Scott, Christine Nome as president with Candace Owens, VP, and then Chip Roy, who I guess Nana is so thrilled with. He just does both roles. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't need a vice president. <laughs> he just, it's just him. So I don't know. I don't know. Who, DeSantis, president, Trump, vice president. Personally, I love. I don't think Chip Roy was going to be president, but I would. I think he would be a good president if he. If he. Uh, if I'll he, take yeah. an actual chip. Like a, actual, a literal, like a just a chip. <laughs> chip being president. That is the most libertarian thing yes. I've ever heard in my life. All right, don't forget you can go to blazetv.com as well. Make sure to subscribe. You can use promo code News for ten dollars off. I would totally Thanks, go for Doritos. For yeah. Totally. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.